Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of In Her Shoes. I'm joined with the lovely Megan Hayward, who is the head of speech here at Spark. So anyway, this week we're talking about social media. Social media. So what social media do you use, Megan? Um, all of them, I think. I'm, there isn't an app I don't think I'm not on. Um, Tumblr's dead now, isn't it? So bar that, but I used to have that back in the day. So I think, yeah, all of them. Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, I use it. Do you use TikTok? Yes, that has become a recent uh, obsession. Um, probably because it's, you know how like doom scrolling is a thing? Yeah. It's like the opposite of doom scrolling because it's just so much good content and quite often it's positive and it's comedy. And I think my For You page is mainly comedy things and things that are funny rather than like, you know, I know some people's pages are tailored to be like weird eight-part horror stories and like crime things or whatever. But mine is literally just daft videos constantly. So it is, even though it's horrifically addictive as all social media apps are, um, it's probably one of the most positive ones. Yeah. Yeah, to be fair, I'm the same as, I never had Tumblr to be honest. I think I made an account but never went I know, I know. It's so confusing to use though. I can see why a lot of people, it went over their heads because I still don't know 100% how to use it. It was mainly just, I liked the anonymity of it. Uh, and it's, if anyone ever finds my Tumblr page from when I was like 13, it is a teenage diary. It is just like wow. blogs of just like, People, I'm going to make, I really want to make a, a podcast out of it one day, except my friend already, my friend um, has already done this, this podcast idea. I'm gonna get, it's, it's, it's a couple of years old now, but it's called Delete All Evidence. And it's him and two of his mates and they're going through his time hop each episode and just destroying the uh, embarrassing, cringy things he'd put on his Facebook like uh, every week. Um, but that I, I dread my Tumblr being an addition of that because it's just horrific. Oh my god! Yeah, to be fair, that sounds really good. Like I actually went through my social media because when I joined this journalism course, they were like, "Go through your old social media, delete anything that's like incriminating, anything you wouldn't want employees to see," because like social media is, you know, your source of, well, I guess sources really, sources, mm -hmm. sources. Um, so I went through and I hate two thousand and twelve Alethea. <laughs> she just went th I mean but it's not even anything incriminating it's not anything like really bad but it's just like I like curry I like dogs is eating mm. dinner and it was just horrific um yeah so and 2012 Alethea just loved loved to tweet loved to tweet. <laughs> tweet every day well I um so the twitter account that I have now is my second twitter account oh. I used to have um I used to because I, I got one when I was yeah about 12 years old as well um, like end of year seven, like beginning of year eight, because yeah. when it was just and no one really knew how to use it or what the point of it was, um, because at the time it, it was it was more for like you and your friends rather you and the whole world. Yeah, like you would only even though it was public, it was only like you and your friends that would really follow each other. Um, so for easily ten years, I had a well not ten years eight, I had a um, I, ha I had one and then. One day I was on, I was in, it was first year of uni and I was on the phone to my mum and she referenced something that she'd seen on my Twitter. Um, I'd had a friend, 
from school round for dinner in, at university. Um, and I was like, how do you know that? And she was like, oh, you told me. I was like, I didn't tell you. I was like, have you been looking at my Twitter again? Because I used to get really like annoyed that I felt like a, even though it's public it still felt like an envision of privacy that she'd been on it because I'd already told her just can you not not that there's anything bad on there so um I made that account private and made a new separate one that was more professional um and then about a year ago the private one just became a really toxic account for me because I would because it was locked and it only had couple hundred followers um who were just like people that i knew and friends and stuff it was just where i'd put like really ranty tweets for attention and just you know complain about the world but it was you know it was shouting into the void because no one ever cared or listened <laughs> and uh and in the end it just got to the point where i was like you know what i'm just gonna delete it because it's not bringing me any joy it's just it's just giving me a place to be negative whereas i'm never negative on my professional one because that's a place where I want people to see me um and ever since I deleted that account and you know the cringy there was thousands and thousands of tweets on that account from you know that in some ways it's sad because it would have documented a lot of me growing up and I'm almost like oh it's kind of sad that I have lost that documentation of who I was but also I don't need it it's fine it's yeah. gone it's binned um and now my actual Twitter account is a really healthy place that's the thing i think see i'm kind of really conflicted about social media in one way like i love it i think it's really great to meet new people to connect to even you know on private accounts like screaming to the void i know a lot of people have finsters for example um which i don't i don't have a finster but i know a few friends that do and it can be quite therapeutic but i also think that it can be really negative space and i do think that young people i think they do have a lot more education around it in schools these days but no so my friend my a friend of mine has recently been in a very toxic instagram war oh dear there's been like a massive fallout in a group of friends um it's like you know they range from like 16 to, to 20 in age and one of the younger ones has decided to cancel them all and has been posting screenshots of their conversations, taking things out of context, making it really horrible. And like, because they're part of like the same sort of fandom community and basically trying to turn people in this fandom against the people in this group chat. And it has been stressing her out so much knowing that things have been taken out of context. And by someone who in comparison is quite young and therefore doesn't have that much experience of the of the world even though there's like you know it's only a few years between them um and I was just like I'm so glad that I'm not a 16 year old navigating social media right now because it's all they have ever known we are just sort of at the age where we can remember before it was a thing and before you know I mean MSN is probably our earliest sort of form of having communicate instant communication with people Whereas these people, these these kids and teenagers, but have have always had Instagram. For example, Instagram is the most popular one amongst the sort of fifteen to eighteen year olds, isn't it? Yeah. And I couldn't think of anything worse. I only got Instagram in like when I was sixteen, and I'm so glad that I was at the age when I got it and hadn't grown up with pictures of myself and pictures of other people constantly around. Yeah, that that's the thing. I think. I can't remember when I got Instagram, to be honest. I, w- I was definitely, like, 
quite young but I think Facebook was the first one for me um and even then when I got it my parents would like whenever I logged on my mum was like I'm sitting next to you I don't know exactly who you're talking to I mean to be fair back in those days conversations pretty much had you know absolutely no character that was like what you up to nothing you yeah (laughs) nothing you so there was never really anything interesting going on but I mean, like I said, when I went and kind of purged my Twitter, there was nothing that was, you know, nothing that would ever get me, like, Incriminating, just yeah. infringing. Yeah, and just, I just think, because when you're that age, like you said about your Twitter account, you don't realise that you actually are putting these things out to the world and that people can find them. And you also just, you're trying to grow up and, like, find yourself and you are going to make mistakes. But now, I mean, for our generation, like you said, we didn't fully grow up on it, but they have. So now all of their mistakes are out there for everyone to see. And especially with this whole can- cancel culture that's coming in. I know like regular people don't tend to get cancelled. <laughs> but I mean, what a world that would be. But, you know, all of their mistakes are out there and highlighted for everyone to see all the time. And it just, I mean, it gives me anxiety thinking about it. And also just the negativity it can bring. Like you know on instagram i mean being constantly bombarded with these like even just edited images or like edited versions of people and people just putting them the best self forward uh yeah i just i can't imagine what kind of impact that's gonna have on an entire generation having to grow up with this idea of perfection all the time alongside all of their mistakes magnified for everyone to see it's it's quite it's terrifying i don't like that idea yeah especially with you know, edited photos. Like I've, you know, as someone that is probably on the the larger side of life, not that I am like, you know, really big, but I am definitely, you know, you know, my nickname in school was Thunder Thighs because I'm not skinny. Um, and it's always been something that I'm fine with. Like I don't have any interest in in changing how I look. And I'm really glad that I have always sort of I mean, you know, we all have wobbles of insecurities and stuff, but I have predominantly been, well, this is fine. Um, you know, it hasn't stopped me really finding, you know, love or anything. If, I, if it's not been a barrier in my, in other people's sort of uh, appreciation of me. So I've not really struggled with it too much growing up. But, but I can see why social media can be such a toxic thing for people with insecurities. Um you know, I went. I think I did go through a very brief phase of being like, right, I am gonna lose weight. I am. I am gonna like try and get get fit or whatever. And I followed a, lo- a load of um, hashtags on Instagram of like weight loss ones, and then and then very quickly got bored of the idea of of, of doing that. Um, and still, even though this was like three years ago, that still comes up in my feed every now and again, like a weight loss hashtag of like someone's body transformation, or like something about the keto diet or whatever. And I'm just so like, well, I, I don't care. I don't care about having that picture by picture transformation. Where was I going to go with this? Edited pictures was, was where the point of this was. Um, I got, uh, I find Facetune really funny. Like I have, I have the app on my phone just because I think it's hilarious to edit myself. I never, I never post. Uh, I don't think I've ever posted an edited photo anyway. I think I've put, I put a a video on my Instagram story once showing showing the edits and showing the changes. But I've always just been like, 
yeah, this is weird. And you can tell, you can tell, like, that's the thing, that's the most annoying thing is, if you know someone in real life, you can tell when their picture has been edited. Yeah, well, because as well, they blur their nose. Like, some people don't <laughs> even have a, like, or it's just like, you can see a tiny lump, and I'm like, honey, that's not what you look like. And also, it's just, yeah, I just found it really weird, and the people, like, will change their, like, skin colour as well a little bit sometimes, like. Yeah, people yeah. that, like, play around, like, I'm all for, for funny filters and, you know, I have the, the Hooji app to make my my photos look like it's taken on a disposable camera in the 90s and all that sort of cool trend. But, yeah, when you're editing to, you know, you know uh, Blackfish or whatever, it is just ridiculous. And my phone, actually, really frustratingly, and I hate that this is a thing, the camera on my phone has an inbuilt um, beauty feature where you can make your jawline, like, literally, it's like a sliding scale. You can make your jawline, uh, like, more um, uh, skinnier. Uh, you can make your eyes bigger. And what's the other one? Hang on, I'm just going to have to, take, going to, have to go on it. Yeah, so you can make the... I have the... The only one that I have is you can put the colour up. And that's only because I have dyed hair. I put it up so that the colour looks more... Yeah, fair enough. ...brighter. But, yeah, you can change... You can make that. You can change the skin tone and make your skin smoother. But it's built in. Like as you're taking the photo, you can physically what? change what you look like. And that's mad that that exists. Like I'm a 23 year old woman. I am fine with what I look like, and you know all of that. These these sorts of phones are owned by 12 year olds who are growing up just straight away before they've even taken the photo, realizing that they can play around and you know make themselves look skinnier or have bigger eyes and it's just oh, it's just daft <laughs> but as well just by virtue like the fact that these things exist alone like even if people don't use them the fact that they exist just like tells you like you should look like this you should be skinny you should have a small nose you should like have big eyes essentially you should look like a cartoon is, is what yeah I, like, when I was making that description that i had like elsa in my in my mind or like a disney character but yeah it's just crazy and i'd know to like you said about like the hashtags coming up and things uh, well, you can actually like click on the side on like the little three dots and click like not interested. Which yeah, is I've I've started doing that on on the ones yeah. that I, I followed. <laughs> yeah, but also for because I don't really follow like I only follow like body positivity influencers. I just went on a purge. I got I got so sick of seeing the same images all the time, and also just made me feel like not even really bad about myself. I was just like, oh, I just don't want to. I don't want to know that you're in Dubai. Oh my god, uh, no, that is a like whole moment. yeah, the whole moment. Another thing, isn't it's it? Just like, migrate over to Dubai at the moment but yeah I just follow like body positivity influences and one of them she does like insta v reality things about like oh no like now you can see my cellulite etc and she posted that someone had actually used her photos of like insta v reality as a before and after for a cellulite advert and she was like just be careful because like even these photos where like I'm using them for body positivity are then being taken to like sell something which is absolutely ridiculous but also in terms of the algorithm, going back to TikTok, that's also why I like TikTok, because it's literally just things you would want to watch. Yeah. I mean, when I first went on there, I was really confused, because obviously the algorithm didn't know who I was, and it was just a bunch of, like, 18-year-olds dancing, and I was like, I really <laughs> don't want to watch this. What's the big deal with this? Yeah. Was, <laughs> is everyone telling me to go on TikTok? Yeah, I was really confused. <laughs> but now it is, it is better. It's usually, like, funny videos or, like therapists a lot of therapists come up on mine which i don't really know how to interpret that um oh, that's, that's a warning sign surely yeah. Yeah. Oh, I never knew that. <laughs> um 
but also with TikTok, what kind of, I like the way the algorithm works, but at the same time, it means that like, because with social media, so I know that from my followers on Instagram, I'm going to get like around about the same amount of likes. I'm going to get around about the same amount of people seeing mm. my stuff, right? Because I don't have like loads of followers, not going to be all over everyone's explore pages. So I kind of feel comfortable in the fact knowing that like, oh, you know, only like 12 people are going to like this. That's fine. And I feel like almost shielded. But on TikTok, like it can blow up really quickly, which I guess is great if you're like a content creator or want to get noticed. But for someone who's just like messing around, I'm like, oh, I don't particularly want everyone to see everything. I wouldn't be that bothered, but I, f- I would feel really uncomfortable if, um, you know, like a million people saw my my thing. And also for those like influencers, what is it like? Oh, look, I'm really not down with the kids, so you're going to have to bear with me. But it's like Charlie and Dixie something and then they're like tiktok influencers but they have like 90 million followers and they're like really young they're like oh god i really should have checked the fact (laughs) they're like teenagers right but like how i know i just find it in like this whole influencer age i think that they're so young and like they've been attempted to be cancelled for loads of different things they've done or said and i'm like but they're so young and they don't know better yet like I was always making mistakes I was gonna say the amount of things that growing up I've said or done or not realized is is daft or stupid and then realized a little bit later on oh that is a stupid opinion to have or whatever but luckily there was no one around to document it or like time stamp that forever yeah and that's the thing is you know even if you delete it there's always going to be screenshots there's always going to be evidence now there's always going to be evidence to back things up. You know, people will dig out tweets from 2012 from when someone was like 15 and now they're not, now they're you know, like 23 or whatever and be like, well, you said this once, so you must be an awful person. And, you know, in some cases, it's true. <laughs> but not all of the time. A lot of people do have that growth and, you know, have had the life experience to, to realise that what they said once is not the case or whatever. But, yeah, influences, I really don't... Like before, what you're saying with the um, Instagram versus reality posts. Yeah. I hate. I I hate it. I hate the trend of really? beautiful women thinking that it's reassuring to tell their followers, "Oh, look, if I sit with a hunch, I've got belly rolls too." I <laughs> uh, I had to unfollow one. There's a really a really she's a really lovely personality, but she just it was because she realised. Well, in my opinion, anyway. It felt like she knew that people did enjoy those posts of the, of, re, of the sort of, of you know the belly rolls or the cellulite, cellulite or whatever, and so she just then that was all she was posting was oh, and I'm like but but the thing is is if you do sit up straight you do look like that that is you because <laughs> it's yeah. not like it's not like it's it's not like you've edited it or like you know anyone can put a, a nice like filter on a photo to make it look a bit nicer and put the saturation up so it looks a bit more colourful or whatever what you're doing isn't isn't changing who you are you're just making the best version of yourself which is fine as someone that you know doesn't always have flattering angles and has the potential and isn't i don't have what the the uh, beauty standards of like normal you know what is commonly accepted you know i get uh, you know abuse on tinder for when i put up a photo of me in my swimming costume so which you know girls that are do have the perfect body don't get and i'm like you're literally a supermodel like literally literally was a model 
So I'm like, I, I find no comfort in you posting these before and after reality photos because you are that person in both of those photos. Like, yeah. I'm not comforted by by, And I do get that it is a source of comfort for some people, but for me, it's just frustrating because either way, you are still gorgeous and still accepted to be gorgeous by any person that could ever fancy you. To be fair, actually, yeah, I do have mixed feelings about them. Like, I like them... But I guess, in a way, like, I am very much that demographic. Like, I Mm. could stand with my legs apart and have a thigh gap, and then I could stand with my legs together and not. And it does generally depend on, like... I'm not claiming to be a model, by the way. (laughs) 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 Victoria's secret, get over it. I was going to say, I thought... I was realising what I was saying, and everyone's going to be like, wow, okay. Like, go on my Instagram and be like, you don't. Anyway, no, but I mean, I am that kind of demographic where, like, I can pose away, like, my in quotation marks flaws and I think the reason that I like them is because like sometimes when I'm feeling really insecure and you know like you see all these photos and they're all like they have like abs that you could grate cheese off of and like standing there and they're beautiful and then I'm just sitting there at like two in the morning with like a bowl of ice cream like looking down like oh lord Um, (laughs) but then obviously like when I'm like oh actually they you know they do kind of look like me I think as well because I have I mean I've talked on here before like that I used to have an eating disorder anyway. So just in, like, gaining weight, like, I always feel a bit more, like, insecure. And I have, like... When I had, like, body dysmorphia, I was always going through social media because I didn't know what I looked like. So I'd be going through social media going, do I look like her? Do I look like her? Do I... Like, Mm. and, like, always... Which is kind of weird in itself. And, like, I guess that it was always a bit stupid to, like, look at a completely different person and be like, is that what I look like? Because obviously it's not going to be what I look like. But... So for me to kind of, like go down and be like, I can't look like that person because they're, like, too beautiful and things. But then to realise that, like, they can sit a different way and look like me, it kind of... For me, it, it gave me more of an idea of what I actually looked like, mm. which sounds really weird. But but I do understand the whole thing of, like... At the same time, you're still then perpetrating these ideals of, like... Oh, I don't but always... But there is a perfect yeah. body. Yeah. Yeah. That it, there is a perfect body that, like, it this trend is still completely exclusive to people with a certain body type and that yeah it's like oh like i'm not always perfect you guys stop yeah it's like you because you know it's it just uh speaking of tiktok actually lizzo came up on my for you page um she'd like uh, done a stitch and had recorded her response to um uh uh a fairly like uh, uh, slim woman talking uh, talking about why those sorts of um, uh, those sorts of pictures and stuff uh, aren't really like helpful for the conversation because um, oh there was she she put it in such a good way and I think it was oh, I wanna, <laughs> I'm really annoyed because I can't I can't I can't think of the exact quote that she said but it was something like um, like you know, fat people don't have the freedom to be doing that. They want to be, like, whilst you're acknowledging that you don't have the perfect body in general, like, we never really will. So, like, there shouldn't be such thing as that, whereas you're still, um, even though you're trying to be helpful to sort of the body positivity movement, you're still reinforcing the idea that that standard does exist and that it should be and that that is the norm and that it's okay if you're not. Yeah, I can't. 
basically go go on Lizzo's TikTok and find and find it because it was a really eloquent response that just summed up how I feel about that. But I can't quote it right because I've forgotten what she said. <laughs> I think I've seen it to be honest, but I also can't can't quote. I think I saw it the other day. But yeah, I think that is. I think it would actually be more helpful if people stopped doing like Insta V reality and started just posting reality. Yeah, just like instead of having to do a comparison. But I think it's like a stage because I think if people all of a sudden went from being like beautiful and edited to then all of a sudden just like like it wouldn't people wouldn't understand what they were trying to do. So I'm hoping that in the long term it's kind of like a phase where it's like insta reality to then almost just like I think it's only going to get worse, though. I think it's. I think yeah. with the with the efforts that some people go through to to edit their photos, especially you know the, you know like the Kardashians or really mainstream influencers, because now like the, if they put like it's been edited like in the caption or whatever, um, but it it's just some some of them are just mad though because and. I, I wonder if they if they know what they're doing like these some some of these influencers in general because some of them edit their faces to the point where it gains more traction because everyone knows it doesn't look like them yeah. and it's just another way of getting clicks and another way of their of a photo of them getting shared is it at the point now where they don't even care that they're lying and that they know that by lying they're getting that that attention and it just it just all seems toxic you know i don't think you should be allowed to have more than like a thousand followers on things you shouldn't know what you shouldn't be allowed to like what that should be the cap and then no one else is allowed to follow you because it's just you know i I don't know i don't know where i was going with that (laughs) (laughs) i think you made your point mate (laughs) i know what you meant i think oh in terms of influences i honestly have such a mixed I feel like every everything every time I start a point, I'm like, I have a mixed response to this, but I always do with social media. I feel like it's definitely a double-edged sword for me. And with influencers in particular, one hand, particularly female influencers, on one hand, I'm like, you are perpetrating this like body ideal. You're like, there's a lot of unrealistic standards. And then especially at the moment where like a lot of them are going to Dubai and they're like, I can't possibly sell tooth whitening kits from the UK. I don't understand like what, you know, and yeah so i think they do sometimes more harm than good but then on the other hand i'm like you're a woman that quite often uses their sexuality to monetize and profit and build a brand which is great you know you found a way to do that and like instagram is such a good tool for doing that and then you have like body positivity influences which again double-edged sword because like on one hand it's like you're trying to fight it in your being really you know bold and out there and you're putting yourself out there and you're being more real but then on the other hand like at the end of the day it's like you are still monetizing off that so you are monetizing off people's insecurities which how ethical is that even if you do it with the best intentions so yeah it's definitely a double-edged sword but i do feel like influencers get like a really bad rep sometimes justified sometimes not like a lot of people always like take the take the mick out of them and as well it seems to be a lot more female influence. I don't know if it's just me that's seen this, but it's like a lot more female influences. I think they get a lot more bad rap or get a lot more people commenting on their f- photos, and especially like people will comment on their photos just like unjustified, really nasty things for no reason. They'll just comment on it being like you're ugly, you're like this, you're that, whatever. Which if you don't like their content, you don't have to follow them, and that's fine. Or if you don't like what they're saying, like call them out or like 
but not call them out, call them into the conversation. Oh, God. <laughs> I know, I am that guy. But call them into the conversation or, you know, have an open discussion about it. But people who just, like, go on these, like, random girls' videos or posts and are just like, I hate you, or, like, worse, like, death threats and, like, rape threats and things. Yeah. Like, you've taken time out of your day to do that, man. Like, get a job, you know? Yeah. Someone, um... I, for a very brief amount of time, had a picture on my Tinder profile of um, me just running into the sea, just because I thought it was funny. And someone messaged me saying something along the lines of, um, what was it, like, trying to, like, something about trying to fit through doors, or, like, is it fun, like, like, is it, like, is it fun trying to fit through doors or something really this like really daft it wasn't even like a good joke which was what i was annoyed about the part it didn't even make much sense and i was like right well that's that because that is the only time i've ever had really anyone match with me to to be abusive it's really weird normally like i've not had normally you know i get crude messages but normally they're positively crude messages <laughs> you know saying awful things but you know in a you know with some sort of air of uh, compliment i suppose whereas this was just this was just mean and i was like why why have you matched to say that why would you what what on earth possesses you to be like oh there's this there's this woman oh she's a bit big i should tell her i should make a reference to it in case she's not aware so needless to say the photo of me in a swimming costume is no longer on my tinder um, not that I even ever got on the app. In fact, I deleted the app for, for a good while after that comment because I was like, this is just, you know, I'm not going to meet anyone in a pandep- pandemic anyway, so what's the point of having this toxic uh, toxicity uh, on my phone? But I'm relatively lucky that I've never, ex- you know, I'm, I mean, probably because I'm not at any sort of level of fame, but I don't really get abuse from from people on social media. That'll be the odd time where I express my political opinions and will get trolls, um, you know, responding with their negative thoughts about things or, like, trying to tell me what my opinion should be, etc. But overall, I've had quite a positive experience of social media so far. Although during lockdown... I uh so in lockdown one remember that remember oh, back in the day um I lived alone I used to have a flat in Manchester um small one bedroom flat my my living room uh, and my bedroom were the same thing it was just my bedroom my bathroom and my kitchen those three rooms to spend four months alone in which as you can imagine is not good for someone's mental health uh, and I went a bit too mad on Instagram and posted, you know, very quite some quite saucy photos because I was, you know, desperately trying to get the attention of someone um, to the point where <laughs> my brother messaged me and saying, I'm going to have to uh, unfollow you on Instagram if you keep posting things like that. So I was like, well, I've just blocked you so you don't have to unfollow me <laughs> uh, because uh, his mates that followed me were sending him my photos to try and like, oh, you know, like yeah. like take the mick out of him. Um, so I just blocked all of his mates as well and was like, well, well, some of you were all right in school, but clearly you've not grown up. So <laughs> frustrating, um, which is really sad because I think that, um, you know, especially now that I, bar- I barely do see my brother. And we are like relatively like, you know, close siblings we never we never argue about anything but the fact that he was like oh, i'm gonna i'm gonna tell mum and i'm like tell her what 
I've posted a photo of me in in without a bra on on Instagram. Do you really think mum's going to care? Because the answer is no. Um, and I beat him to it as well. I rang her like the next day. I was like, I've fallen out with, with my brother. Here's why. Just in case he tries like telling you. Um, it's nothing to be worried about. Also, bear in mind, like, her sisters follow me. Because she doesn't have Instagram, but her sisters do. So, like, you know, if 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 anything, you should be more concerned that I put... Because it had quite... The, the photos that sort of instigated that um, his, you know, annoyed messages at me for, for posting such photos, um, the captions were really depressing, were really, really depressing. Now, one woman was quite, I think one was like, these four walls are doing my head in and just, you know, lots of me just expressing how, how alone I was. And I was like, do you not, do you not really care that the, the captions are kind of more important than the photo? <laughs> yeah. Oh, to be fair, I, oh God, I have quite a lot of things to say about that, actually. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of information at once, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, well, it's a lot to unpack. I'm going to revert back to the Tinder thing first. Yeah. that's so weird to me it's just it's so weird that someone as well because to match right you have to have liked them as well yeah. and like they have I thought to, they were attractive annoying they have to wait for you to match that's like a long that's a very long time to wait to mm. insult someone that's it's that's, that's really weird to me that he's like oh do you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna play the long game yeah. just to go out my way to make someone feel bad about them it's just that's really weird to me that's just so weird. Um, and it's a shame that kind of like you took that down after because it, well, well oh, I don't know, I just don't even know what to say about it. It's just, sorry that happened to you. That's just weird. <coughs> it's, I don't really have anything, I don't really have any other words. Like, I wish I could say something more intellectual or inspiring, but it's just, well, I'm just really gonna, I'm just going to go on my Tinder and just double check what, what photos I have got, what, because that's the other thing as well is what, um, with things like Tinder and Instagram, it is the version of ourselves that we're putting out into the world. We have ultimate control. Yeah. Um, to be fair, and I'm just going to like show it to camera, this is probably the most full-body photo that I've got on there, which I'd argue is probably more... Um, would warrant more comment than the picture of me going to see. It's a picture of me in my matching oddballs underwear. Um, great charity, by the way, based in Newcastle. Check them out. Um, <laughs> give them a little nice plug, plug there. there. Nice, I like that. Um, but they make really groovy underwear. Um, so you know, I've not got anything too too saucy. My bio is "I'm the bad boy your mother warned you about" because it's funny and it's nicked off a comedian friend of mine. Um, but that's it. And I just, luckily, I very rarely boys if they don't like me. If, you know, if they've matched with me just because of you know this, this swiping without realizing. They'll, they'll just not reply, you know, if they're not into you. Yeah. Most of the time, they'll just leave you, which is fine. But to go out of, like, I, he started the conversation. It's not like I'd even said hi. It was just him just literally just messaging that. He didn't even say hello. He just said that, which is, I was, like, kind oh, of rude. rude. And he said hi yeah. first. Um, but it doesn't, you know, I think I laughed at the time and thought, well, this will be great for Twitter. So, you know, tweeted it, got, got a few likes out of it. Because everyone loves a bit of, you know, men are trash sort of tweet, tweets and stuff. Men aren't trash, don't worry, I'm not, don't have that opinion. Um, but, but yeah, it's, in you know, dating apps are just boring at the moment anyway, because I've exhausted them in lockdown, so don't I don't use them to, to care if men are going to send me hate on there anymore. 
Yeah, I mean, to be fair, like, I haven't had Tinder in a while. Um, I should hope not. <laughs> I guess, like, my, my boyfriend, I think my boyfriend and um, some of his family members listen to this and they'd be like, excuse me, no, I haven't had it in, like, years. But when I did have it, it was just a very depressing... I mean, I guess we could count, like, dating apps as social media. It is a form of social media, isn't it? But it's... I have three friends that um, I only know because of Tinder. So I would say that it is a social media because I've made friends um, through through it. So, yeah. 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 I just... I never really liked Tinder or Bumble or anything. And not that there's anything wrong with, like, dating apps. You know, like, I I met, like, an ex-partner on a dating app and we're still friends, which is lovely. But... It's just very superficial, isn't it? Because like you swipe through and you're like, oh, I like the look of that person. Yeah. Um, and more often than not, like the, the personalities would just not like, it just wouldn't align. It wouldn't be one. No, <laughs> no, not honestly. No, there was one person who just like lived for Ibiza, and like that was the only thing he could talk about. And I was like, never been. And he's like, oh, good, you have to go. And I was like, I really don't. Cool. Like, um, Will do. Pop yeah. over now, shall I? Yeah, and I know. I the things that people would say on there, like they'd just be so explicit. And I was like, even if you're on here, like yeah. just you know, just for a one night stand, that's perfectly fine. That's up to you. But I just always found it really weird when like men would approach me by saying something so like obscene or provocative, yeah. and I'd be like, Yeah, hi, I'm fine as well. Um, <laughs> that's weather we're having today. Great. But yeah, I just I don't really like it that much. I mean, some people are really nice on there, and some people generally just want to like find a relationship is ruined by so many like nasty people and creepy people. Yeah. And also, I get really worried about catfishes. Like, I love the show Catfish. Wouldn't like to be on it, you know? Yeah. Well, that's that's the other thing as well is the the ability on the internet to be someone else is such a danger. Like, I don't think I've ever been I'm trying to think I don't think I've ever been catfished or not like not seriously catfished I think you know it's easy to match with someone then uh, quickly realize that their photos aren't them you know um but it's I've not ever been caught out by it I do have oh I've just realized I have but yeah I've just realized I do actually have a, a catfishing anecdote um uh and my favorite part of this is is how it ends uh, so I was in first year of university. It was like near the. It was like the summer between the first and the end, and um, someone, fo- uh, this girl, followed me and uh, DM'd me, and she was like, "Oh, I see you're um, you're doing this course at Salford. Like, I'm I'm interested in it. Could you tell me a bit more about it?" And like that makes sense. I've tweeted a lot that I'm on the course. It makes sense that someone could somehow find me and want to ask me about it. And very quickly, the conversation went into asking me about how easy it was to to find people to sleep with and how easy is it to just hook up, like, and then asking me all sorts of questions about uh, my sort of, like, sexual activities and all that sort of stuff. And I was like, why do you want to know this? And she'd be like, oh, haha, just, just wondering what it's like itself or whatever. And then I'm like you are not a real girl. <laughs> you are not the person. Uh, and, you know, I did what anyone did in that situation and uh, reverse Google image to the profile picture she'd been using, uh, found the girl whose photo 
uh, had been used, messaged her on Facebook, being like, hi, I know this is really weird, but your pictures are being used by someone that is clearly not you. I don't even know if they're, you know, the the 17-year-old girl that they're saying they are or not, but they're clearly not you. So uh, that person's friends then sent this account a load of abuse, being like, stop pretending to be our friend, blah, blah, blah. And it was, right. So obviously this um, this account... Then really stupidly, instead of just like deleting, like, you know, deleting it and like making a new one or whatever, um, uh, they just changed the picture. But weirdly, and this is why this is the maddest coincidence in the world, the picture that um, they changed it to was a girl that I went to college with whose pictures have been used in the past by random people from all over, like, the UK. She Like, it's, it's happened a few times before that a picture of her will just get used. And it, you know, she's, you know, she's a, a very attractive girl, and, you know, fairly, like, normal-looking, so, you know, just, like, looks... Average is the wrong word, but just, you know, you're going to be fooled by someone with that picture because they're not, they're not, like, oh, they're clearly not a supermodel, but they're still attractive enough to gauge someone's interest. And I was like, and I remember because I still like had the account like on my DMs. I'd be like, well, that's this is just dumb. Like I, re- I realized that you don't realize this, but I know the girl that you've just changed your picture to. You clearly haven't realized that I know her. You've just found her photo wherever you're getting your weird ass creepy photos from. Um, so I now, you know, if I had, if I didn't already have doubts in my mind, now I know for sure that you're definitely not who you're saying to be. And again, I messaged my friend being like, oh, your pictures are being used. And again, um, similar situation, that account then got uh, abuse. And then it just changed to another picture of another girl. And I was like, I can't be bothered with this. But I was so confused as to who could possibly want to know that information about me. I was like, who in my life, like, you know, a, you know a few months before that I'd gone through a breakup so I was like I was like there is no way my ex is desperate enough to find out what I've been up to since that it's him so it can't be him you know I'm fairly open to my friends about that sort of those conversations so it can't be any of anyone I know that closely because if they were to ask you know I've probably told them about them asking to be honest um, uh, and then and then I've, I've realized who it was because they made the mistake of using this clear burner account that they have. The only account that that account follows are some really weird specific fetish accounts. And um, uh, this guy's best friend from home and the football team and football players and all of the other tweets were abuse to random football players. Really horrible things to some football players. And I'm like, this is just someone's account where he... Because uh, I then figured out it was someone that I went to university with. And I was like, this is so creepy. And I figured out that it's them because it has to be them because they're the, you know, the only mutual um, other person following these accounts that they follow is his normal one, which I did follow at the time. So I just blocked him from everything. And then um, a few months ago, they requested to follow me on Instagram. I deleted the request and blocked him. Forgot we were still friends on Facebook. And then he messaged me saying, why have you just blocked me on Instagram? But it was like an instant. It was like as soon as I'd blocked him, he he asked. So I just blocked him on Instagram, on Facebook as well. Because I've completely forgotten I still had him on Facebook, to be honest. Because whilst we were still at uni, like I never, I've never said to him, look, I know that this was you. But I'm just like, 
I, I just so whilst we're still at uni, I didn't bring it up. I just kept it to myself, told a few people who were like in our on our course and stuff. Um, and then like when I realized I was like, oh, I'm never going to see you again in my life. I don't need to have you on Facebook. So it's not going to be awkward if I bump into you because I'm never going to bump into you. <laughs> so, yeah. Mad. Forgot I had I had that in my my back pocket. Megan, that was wild. I know. <laughs> what? Oh my! I feel like I've actually just been like on a on an episode of Cuff. I feel like <laughs> the guy who has the camera and who doesn't really do much, but it's just like Max. there for the entire ride. What that that is? That is crazy. I don't have any catfish stories. I've never been catfished. Well, I probably have, but I yeah. you know, just didn't didn't realize it. Oh my! Oh, I don't really know what to do with this. I mean, I can't really do anything with this information. Yeah, Nothing I can. I can go on to some more positive social media conversation because I do genuinely think that social media. Oh, do I think it's a good thing? I think yes. Yeah. For the, for the most part, I think. You know, for example, um, Twitter is the most fantastic networking resource ever. LinkedIn, sorry, you're pointless when Twitter exists. Um, the amount of connections and friends and, you know, people that I know and have, have helped me and I've helped them because of Twitter has been incredible. I've got my first ever paid radio thing coming up at the end of this month because of someone on Twitter and because of following someone that then had an opportunity and then has clearly, like, followed me for a while enough to know that I'm not, like, I'm not irresponsible <laughs> and, you know, has trusted me with, with, with this thing. So... It is, I think, incredible. I have an Instagram where I rate craft beer, and that's just a bit of fun. There's nothing toxic about that. So there are some really wholesome communities and some really wholesome sides that, you know, and especially with with lockdown, if it wasn't for social media, I'd have been even more alone than, like, ever before. So um, it has really helped me, when, especially when I lived alone. So I would be in a pretty bad place without it as much as it puts me in a bad place at times i would be worse off overall if it all suddenly went away to be fair i agree like i do think there is like positives and negatives to it like everything but i well like you say like twitter is such a good networking source like whenever i'm writing articles like the amount of people i found through twitter is phenomenal and the amount of information is like instant information like I didn't realise how useful Twitter really was until I started this, like, journalism degree because I didn't really use it for, like, work. I didn't really use it that much before I started, to be honest. But in terms of finding out information, and especially, like, finding out things from government ministers, because what they'll do before they even have a press conference, usually, is they'll tweet about it. Or if there is a press conference and you can't get to your TV or you're out and about, you can go on Twitter and it's usually live-streamed. So, really important for information <laughs> there is loads of information on there and it's really good for networking really good for resources and yeah i have used that more than i've used linkedin like you said i don't really like linkedin i don't understand it someone i used to work with who i then sort of fell out with not fell out with but she was turned out to be a horrible person but she keeps looking at my linkedin profile because obviously linkedin tells you and I'm just like, hun, if you're that desperate to know what I'm up to, A, you shouldn't have blocked me on all social media. B, LinkedIn. log out before you look at me at LinkedIn. You can just not be logged into your profile because I now know that you're checking up on me, you little weirdo. 
Yeah, actually, that is what we need. Because sometimes I'll just like click on someone's profile to see if I know them, or to see like, oh, is this the person I like worked with once? And then I'm like, oh, this still got a notification, just makes it really weird. Yeah, I don't like it. But also, it's like the format that people post on there. And I, I get it has to be really professional. But like the stories that people come out with when they're, you know, those ridiculous ones where it was like, it. It was on the way to a job interview, there was a dog on the street, I gave the dog water, the dog was the interviewer. Like, never judge anyone, <laughs> never judge anyone you come across. Like, there's so many, like, obviously that's Be like, careful yes. who you're kind to because you yeah. never know what experiences people have had. Like, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 very much like that format. And they'll have like 50,000 likes and like, wow, so inspirational, praise. Yeah, yeah. Bring it in. Yeah, I was like, I was nice to the receptionist. The receptionist was the interview. I'm like, yeah, yeah you should be nice to the receptionist. Yeah, it's, it's like a really weird format. And obviously, like, I get the purpose is to post about your achievements, post about what jobs you've got, network and like find career opportunities. And it is great in terms of like, I do LinkedIn courses. Just to get, you know, do. get more qualifications into my belt. That's the least thing I've ever heard. Obviously. She's just LinkedIn learning, guys. Of course I do. The master's just isn't enough for me, Megan. <laughs> I, I need more. Well. <laughs> I need more learning. Yeah, but I think it is great for that, and it is good for, like, some networking, and it's good to find jobs. But as, And as well, like, I get the point is to put across, like, what you're doing. Mm. But it just, for me, sometimes, a lot of the time, it comes across as very, like, egotistical. Because it's, it's just like, look at, at everything I'm doing, which I know is the entire point, but I don't know. I just, I find it's it hard really to be It's hard to, to get that balance. There's a, yeah. a great thing that a feature on John Robbins and Ellis James's um, show is a humble brag of the week, which started off as like LinkedIn brag posts of, of basically, because I think that the idea is if you're going to brag, that's fine. Own it, brag, be proud of yourself. People that try and humbly sort of be like oh like I've had the worst day or whatever but they're showing off like their BMW you know what I mean like people that have trying to trying to pretend that they're humble whilst sliding in some information that they want you to know even though it's not really relevant but it makes them look good theoretically and to me that's where the line is I can if someone is just proud of themselves I'm like yeah fair play you've done good you do it if you're trying to like like oh well i can't believe that this happened to me i can't believe i've had this up at like uh, oh that's not, not that's the wrong example of a humble brag but like but yeah if people are just trying to make out like it's that they they've had a really tough time to balance out the good thing that's happened to them that day and it's meant to be like an inspirational story on linkedin <sighs> can't be doing it yeah i'm not really a fan of well Okay. And I don't know how to use LinkedIn. I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do because when I post on there, I only get like ten likes, and that is not what I'm used to. So <laughs> it's confusing. You know, I'm just I'm like an influencer. I get like thirty likes every time everywhere else. Just don't know how to use it. My last tweet's got a hundred Alethea. Catch up. Oh god, well, sorry. I'm just I'm not, I'm not popular, Megan. I said because no one follows you. I thought you said I unfollowed you. I was like, that's so rude. I was like, Might I do always now. reply to your tweets. Don't need yeah. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to piggyback on my glory are you I'm, I'm your biggest fan megan that's that's why you're here <laughs> i was like i just need to speak to her facebook can be handy actually i love facebook because i it's, it's usually like my mom's friends so like no one really yeah. comments when i post like i'll be like oh i've had this achievement and everyone's like great my mom my mom is like oh alethea's done this and like 
hundreds of her friends are like, oh my god, well done. I, I swear I more I people so wished me happy birthday on my mum's post saying happy birthday than my actual friends did. Yeah. Like, more people were like, oh my god. <laughs> and Facebook it. is fantastic for whatever uh, career or niche, more specifically in media, I suppose. But there are Facebook groups for everything. It is a good networking thing. The only problem is, is that it's because, you know, everyone's profiles are private. It's not, it's more just, it's more conversations rather than lots and lots of streams. But, you know, I find there's some really supportive groups, especially for for radio, because obviously I'm heading in that direction, hopefully. That is sort of the the area that I want to go into. And there's so many groups that are supportive and like sharing jobs. Like the job that I mentioned earlier has come up in my newsfeed on Facebook because of a, a group for entry-level radio people, which is great. Yeah. And I would probably, I mean, I probably end up seeing the job, but I'm not someone constantly checking the, the BBC recruiting website. Yeah, and to be fair, even like we're talking about social media in terms of like a professional sense, but even in terms of a, just keeping in touch with people, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> people people from our generation, like, we're always, like, moving out to uni and, and moving away or, like, travelling, blah, blah, blah. Like, we meet a lot of people. So it's, just, it's nice to have somewhere where you can actually, like, keep in touch with them all. You know, not, like, back in the day we had, like, write them a letter and wait, like, however many <laughs> weeks for a response. I say that like I've ever written a letter to someone. Have you never written a letter to anyone? No. I've written cards. Hmm. Not like a, a handwritten. Note. Actually, I've got I've got a letter in my coat pocket from my grand that I need to read because I opened it and then didn't read it and I need to do that. That's really and then sweet. give her a ring. So I've just that's just personal life admin. <laughs> you are, right, mate. Welcome to in her shoes. Welcome in her shoes. Megan needs to ring her grand. I do. I really do. <laughs> yeah. Being I'm too busy. No, I'm not. I'm never too busy. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it it is a useful tool of like staying in touch networking but also just meeting like like-minded people not even in a professional sense but there's a lot of like niches and a lot of groups for you know like oh i like this movie or i like this franchise well this is the the thing so i spent my birthday alone this year thank you corona um and i tweeted i tweeted it you know i've been like you know obviously like looking for attention and well why else you know uh and someone that i only know through Twitter and Facebook, partly because we're in the same uh, industry and partly because we're both fans of the same podcast. He messaged me being like, oh, there's a few of us um, playing Among Us tonight if you want to join. And then he then messaged me uh, and sent me the link to their Discord. My birthday was two weeks ago. Every single night this week, I have played with them and have had, and like, and it's so weird that... If I hadn't tweeted, I'm feeling a bit rubbish today and it's my birthday, boo-hoo me, he would have never reached out and just been like, oh, well, if you're lonely, like, we're here. And, yeah, I've now got a group of, you know, there's, like, I mean, there's loads, like, the, the, the regulars, there's at least sort of ten regulars every single night. You know, like, even there was one night where we didn't get enough people together, but there was still four of us that had a quick hello with each other. And, you know, I don't live alone, but it is still quite lonely because you know for various reasons and you know i know at half nine every single night if i if i log on there's a group of people waiting to play games with me and to like have a chat and between you know killing each other we uh, we do actually like tell each other about our day and like share good news and bad news and are there for each other 
which I would never have if it wasn't for Twitter. And yeah. even though it's a re- relatively recent development in my life, I am very grateful for these group of people. And we're all like-minded because we all listen to the same podcast. <laughs> That's true. There's one one group I'm in. Um, it's called New Grad. And I absolutely love it. It's It was founded by this girl who... She has a degree in law, I believe, and then went and like, travelled around New Zealand. But she just realised when she was out there that there was just no- nothing out there for graduates and nothing out there for students and everyone kind of like graduated and was like well, what do we do now? So it's this like community and everyone's really nice in it and they do like takeovers and they have like mentoring schemes it's just really nice because it's like a small community of like students and graduates who are trying to like navigate this new life I guess together um, and so yeah that's a really nice one and then there's another one who was started by this influencer called Lucy Mountain and it's called Team Knobs, which stands for no BS, and it's about, like, no fitness BS. Hmm. Um, and it's, like, this whole community, it's all, like, anti-diet culture, but everyone's just, like, really nice in it, and there's, like, a Facebook group, but they'll they'll do, like, live workouts sometimes, and she's also a personal trainer, so she'll, like, answer, like, questions and post really good content, and everyone's just, like, yeah, and everyone's, like, there's people who've, like, met up, obviously not now, but met up in different cities, and it's just quite nice to know that there's these groups out there where, like, because I want to move down to London after this year, hopefully for a job. But if I if I do move down, it's just really nice to know that I have these groups where there's probably going to be someone there who I can like post and be like, I have no friends, hook me up. You know, it's just it's nice. It's it's yeah, I like these little small communities. Is it really? <laughs> That's, I don't know if you have anything else to add to this discussion. I don't really have anything else to add. To this. I think we've covered a lot. the main points there. Yeah, covered a lot. Sort of summarised. Speaking of social media, if you do not want to follow yeah. at the Megan Hayward uh, on Twitter, feel free. God, she is quite funny. I am. She I is. am. <laughs> yeah, I am hilarious. I'm not. I'm going to post things and then delete them though when uh, I realise that they might be a bit too rude. I posted something I don't know if you saw very briefly on my Instagram story today, um, but then I was like, this is too rude. If certain people see it, so I'm going to take it down. <laughs> I'll send it to you later. Okay, I was going to say I didn't see it, but I'm excited now. Highlight of my day in lockdown. Yeah, no, but she, you are quite funny. I'm not that funny on Twitter. Um, I'm very not... good news, though. Exactly, that's what I was going to say. I was like, I'm very serious, but everything you need to know, it's on there, people. It's on there. There's two types of Twitter users, polar opposites. But yeah, anyway, thanks for listening. Hope you've um, found that useful. Or just, you know, just thought it was nice. Nice bit of company during lockdown. We'll hear you for you. And we'll see you back next week.